Let's stand together this morning, if you would, please. <laughs> Sometimes I listen to the music in this church, and I think you got the wrong pastor. I got a redneck and listen to that kind of music, but uh, anyway, that's wonderful. My soul. I mean, that's beyond good. You realize that? Of course, if you travel with me some, some people say, well, all you got to do is make a joyful noise. Yeah, preach after some of it. <laughs> and I've told you many times that all noise isn't joyful. Right? I mean, it really isn't. Uh, I want to thank Brother Crabtree for my Bible. Y'all see this? This Bible, see how this folds out like that and covers over so the page can't get rid of it? It's actually made out of what now? Highland goat skin. The next one you can get is the end of 2017 if you can find it. That's how special handmade they are. Brother Gratrick gave it to me early and got it for me and just want to thank him for that. And he said it's got big words in it too and I don't know what that means. But, uh, but anyway, thank you Brother Crabtree. And I love my associate pastor. I told my wife, we was riding that road yesterday, and I was mentioning several people in my life that I think I could absolutely trust with anything. Anything. I could trust them. And I know two people that are here today that are on that list. There was more than that, but I won't tell you who they are. But two people that I can do that. Number one is right here to my left. And uh, I can trust Brother Crabtree. And another one has been my secretary for now for a lot of years, and that's Miss Brenda. Miss Brenda has to handle money every week. Uh, she knows who ties, who don't, who's been naughty, who's been nice. <laughs> and she's able to leave that in an office and walk away from it. And not one time in almost, well, all the years I've been pastor here, have I ever had anybody ever say that she ever mentioned anything about money or anything goes on in the ministry of this church. And buddy, I'm going to tell you, uh, this coming year, She's going to be retiring on me um, a little bit. Still going to help us on Mondays with some money things, but she's going to be retiring semi. And uh, uh, I, she asked me, she said, Preacher, I'm getting older and you probably want somebody younger to do this. I said, no, I don't. I said, I want you doing it. But uh, anyway, uh, I appreciate people you can trust. Amen. Amen. I'm glad I can trust the man leading the music here to have the right kind of music. Amen. I know that was in a Dolly movie. I'm not crazy. I know things. That was good, by the way. Good presentation of the gospel. And I, all Hollywood ought to be like that. But that song, I don't know where that come from, that song. That was the first time I'd heard it then. And Miss Sellers, I'll be honest with you, where'd you go? Did she go smoke after she sings or what? Huh? Oh, working with hot chocolate. Shows a lot for my preaching, doesn't it? I listened to her sing. Wasn't even that good. <laughs> Y'all know better than that, right? All right. 2 Corinthians chapter 9. You there? No, I hadn't told you you'd have them. 2 Corinthians chapter number 9. Boy, look at all these young people. Hallelujah. Amen. Man, y'all guys are looking good. Good as you can look. You're looking good. Amen. Don't talk. Just be quiet. I just gave you a compliment. 2 Corinthians chapter 9, verse number 5. Give everybody a chance to get there. Brother Brian, it's good to have you with us today. 
Miss Victoria's fiance. I just don't like that fiance. I don't like that word. I mean, I can't spell it. I wouldn't even know. Do you, would you know how to spell fiance? Fee, fiance, fiance. Okay, I'll just preach. Now I'm bothered. What's it start with? Have y'all noticed how many people are telling you Merry Christmas this year? Listen, I don't believe the fix for America is is Mr. Trump, but I'm going to tell you this. There are several things he's saying I'm 100%. Amen? I mean, I don't care if you you bow to Ollie in your corner of your end zone. You're welcome to. But if I decide to bow to Jesus, I'm welcome to too. Amen. That's right. I'm glad we're seeing somebody that loves our country again. And, you know, and I, anyway. Therefore, I thought it necessary, verse 5, to exhort the brethren that they would go before you and make up beforehand your bounty, whereof ye have noticed before that the same might be ready as a matter of bounty and not as of covetousness. But this I say, he would soweth sparingly shall reap also sparingly and he which soweth bountifully shall reap also bountifully every man according to his purpose in his heart so let him give not grudgingly or out of necessity for God loveth a cheerful giver and God is able to make all grace abound toward you that ye always having all sufficiency in all things may abound to every good work as it is written, he hath dispersed abroad, he hath given to the poor, his righteousness remaineth forever. Now he that ministers seed to the sower, both minister bread for your food, and multiply your seed sown, and increase the fruits of your righteousness. Being enriched in everything to all bountifulness, which causeth through us thanksgiving to God. For the ministration of this service not only supplieth the want of the saints, but is abundant also by many thanksgivings unto God. Whilst by the experiment of this ministration, they glorify God for their professed subjection unto the gospel of Christ and for your liberal distribution unto them and to all men. And by their prayer for you, which long after you for exceeding grace of God in you, thanks be unto God for His unspeakable gift. Now, I know this statement is preached. I have about five or six messages that I have for Christmas. I get to preach them once a year. I have my favorite. I have others that I look at. But this probably is one of the ones that is my favorite that God has ever given to me. And I know that the word unspeakable here in verse 15 really deals with the fact that this gift is so wonderful that words cannot even explain it. And I think all of us would agree with that when it comes to salvation. That salvation is so great uh, that words just cannot even explain it. The fact that God would give His Son for our sin is an amazing thing. 
I put this message together. As a matter of fact, I think I only put it together last Christmas, but I, I, I've had it on my mind ever since we got into November because literally I believe if God ever gave me something to think about, I believe this is it. I want to preach today on this thought, what makes a great gift? What makes a great gift? You ever thought about that? And this is a time of year of giving, receiving gifts. It's a time of year when people do that. This is a time of the year when we celebrate the birth of Christ, though certainly not born on December 25th, most likely, and certainly not knowing a lot of the things we know about it. And literally, it is not about the commercialization of the giving, receiving that we do, but Christmas is all about God giving His Son to die for our sin. And I think we all would say amen to that because that's the greatest gift that could ever be given. It's when God gave His Son. What makes a great gift? Well, something happened yesterday at our home that kind of confirmed I'm going the right direction of this message. Matter of fact, Wendy and I still a little bit blown away by it and I want to share with you. No, nobody came by and gave me a new Mercedes or nothing like that. But I think what did take place, I think applies to what I'm preaching today. Let's bow together and pray. Heavenly Father, I want to thank you for the outstanding music program of this church. I want to thank you for the young man that leads it, prepares our music, gets the right people on the platform. Lord, I want to thank you for the wonderful talent we experienced through this choir, through our musicians. I want to thank you for Miss Sellers this morning. And Lord, that was absolutely sung to perfection. I want to thank you for Miss Abby that played and Brother James that played. Uh, Lord, I want to thank you, God, that you have blessed us with talented people. Amen. Lord, I'm glad that we can be old-fashioned, but yet we can still do things in order to bring glory to God. Now, Lord, help us as I preach today, and I'll give you the glory in Jesus' name. And all God's people said... You can be seated. How many glad to be at church? How many of you going to stay with the preacher while he's preaching? Amen. By the way, thank you for praying for me. We had a great meeting up in, um, what would you call that area, I guess? Jonesville area up in that area. Great meeting. I appreciate what God did up there. Uh, yesterday, I was uh, laying on the couch in the living room and usually... Uh, I'm usually watching TV in the other room. Miss Wendy's usually in there. and uh, But Miss Wendy's got her new little uh, mattress pad on the, on a mattress that heats. And now I can't hardly get her out of there. And uh, But anyway, I was laying there on the couch yesterday and the doorbell rung. Now when our doorbell rings, that's unusual because usually uh, with the garage doors up, people come in that way. But a lot of times uh, we don't have people ring doorbell unless it's UPS or FedEx or something and they bring somebody to the house. Anyway, uh, I'm laying there on the couch and was not really dressed appropriate to answer the door. So I go and tell Wendy somebody's out the door. And so Wendy goes to the door and she said to me, there's a fella standing at the door, an older gentleman with a cane. And I said, all right. And she said, want to make sure we were home and said, we have something for you. And Wendy didn't recognize who the gentleman was, 
But anyway, uh, he goes back out, and when he and his wife get close to the door, they said, could the preacher leave the room a minute? And said, we want to come in and, and do this, and then uh, we want him to come in and see it. So you can imagine, Wendy and I both were thinking, what in the world? And so anyway, and I wish I'd had the picture I could throw it up on the screen for you. They come walking in with a Christmas tree that is about this tall. And the tree is absolutely beautiful. I'm talking about unbelievable beautiful. And it was all, and some of you are going to really love this, it was all decorated with North Carolina Tar Heel ornaments and colors and all kind of stuff on there. Now, don't get lost in that. You know, I know some of you think that's blasphemy, so don't get lost in that. But anyway, it was setting, and to look at it, it was made, uh, the frame out of, out of coat hangers, out of, out of uh, literally, you can't see them because of the beauty of them underneath it. It was made out of coat hangers that were placed, every one of them in perfection. And to be honest with you, it would probably be something if you walked in a store and bought it, you would have to pay probably $150, $200 for the perfection of this thing being made. Uh, when you plugged it in, the lights lit up. You got it right at Carolina Blue. And it was beautiful. Well, Wendy and I are standing there, and I know I'm live on the internet, but I don't guess they mind if they saw it. But Wendy and I were standing there, and we honestly did not know who they were. So you know how when you don't know who someone is, you start asking questions that you hope they don't pick up on, but that you hope you can figure it out. And so they finally asked enough questions and Wendy and I started figuring a little bit out what we did. And the reason you got to understand, when I'm in about 30 churches a year, I meet a lot of people. They remember Brother Chris because there's one person on platform, but I can't even remember everybody's name goes to my own church. And so I certainly struggle sometimes when I'm preaching to thousands of people and trying to know who they are. Anyway, we picked up on it a little bit. And finally, when they mentioned their pastor's name, we called it. And so still a little unsure, but we called it pretty good. Now let me tell you what the story behind it was. This couple was not from here. They had drove, and of course to get to my house, probably an hour and 45 minutes to get to our house. It takes me just about two hours to get to the church that I preach in uh, where they are members of. So I'm saying at least maybe two hours and 15 minutes to get to our house. And they made that trip just to bring me that tree. No other reason. I'm standing there talking to them and they began to tell us how much they thank God for the ministry and for me, and I think they threw Wendy's name in, and, and they began uh, to talk to us a little bit about that. And they said, Preacher, uh, we love you. And last year, when you preached revival at our church, our grandson got saved. And she said, I make these each year for people in our lives that mean something to us. She said, I've been asked to do them and sell them. We won't do it. 
She said, I've been asked to give over some of the big box stores on how she does them, whatever. She said, we won't do it because we will not allow anybody to sell these. This is something God's done in my life. And I just like to do these and give them to different people uh, for different things. And she said, God, this laid in my heart this year. We wanted to give this to you and tell you we love you and thank you for preaching the gospel to our grandson. Drove two hours. Two solid hours of just getting those clothes hangers right inside to make that tree. Not considering what she did on the outside. And basically it was a labor of love. It was a labor of saying, thank you for what you did. Thank you for the gospel. It was a gift that you cannot put a price on. With the help of God this morning, I want to preach on what makes a great gift. There's a lot of people looking for a lot of things in this time of the season. And most of the things that we think are the greatest thing on earth. You've heard me say this before. There was the iPhone and the iPhone 2 and the iPhone 5 and the iPhone 6 and the iPhone 6 Plus and the iPhone 7. You know why? Because there's really nothing we get in life that is ever going to satisfy us of material means. Amen. If you think about it, only things that really, 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 really matter to you in your life are things that someone may have given you that were given beyond the material, beyond what it costs, but something special in your life that had a significant meaning in your life and you just never get over that gift. You certainly never get rid of it. Most things you get can go in the yard sale, but not that gift because that came from a different place. We've all experienced that. So for a few moments today, I want to preach a little bit on what makes a great gift. Now, I won't be long, but I want to give you this. I want you to see, first of all, and this is why I shared this story. I believe one thing that makes a great gift is the love behind the gift. Now, I guess you probably know that I'm a gospel preacher, and you know that I'm going to talk about Jesus. Let me just say this. The greatest gift I'm talking about today, what makes a great gift today, is the fact of the Lord Jesus Christ. Friend, it doesn't matter to me the day. It doesn't matter to me the season. The very thing I'm concerned about is the fact that God gave His Son to die for my sin. And all of us can rejoice over the fact that God gave His Son for us. Amen. We'd all agree with that, right? And I'll be honest with you, people that struggle with this time of the year, sometimes I think just forget that. People that say, oh, I'm depressed when it's over, blah, blah. It's never over. Amen. Praise God for us. Christmas is every day in a child of God's life. Every day of our life is a Christmas day in our life. Why? Because God gave His Son. What makes a great gift? Let me say this today. It makes a great gift with the love that's behind the gift. Let me ask you a question. How do you put a price yesterday on what that lady and her husband did? How do you put a price on two hours and 15 minutes of driving on the reason she made it? It's not about what it cost. It's about the love that was given in. And let me say this, and I want you to understand this. Understand the Bible says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. 
That whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. That's the love behind the gift. Can I say this to you today? I will never understand that love. And neither will you. There is not a one of you in this auditorium today. Uh, Brother Ziddle, of all the kids he has. Sister Paquette, of all the kids that they have. When you know you got some spire ones, you know what I'm saying? I mean, of all them kids that they have. Won't you watch this? I doubt very seriously that he or Brother Clark would give one of those children for you and your sin. You know why? I'm going to be told, can I be totally honest with you? They don't love you enough. Amen. I love my daughter. I'm going to be honest with you. And, 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 and I have one girl, one daughter, and I love her. But I'll be honest with you, I like Brother Charlie. I love Brother Charlie. Matter of fact, he's my friend. But would I give my daughter so Brother Charlie wouldn't go to hell? I doubt it. Preacher, that's mean. All right. It's reality. You know why? Because my love for her is greater than my love for him. Am I helping? Are you listening? But can I say something to you? And I want you to understand this. Now there are people giving their lives for their country and they're giving their lives for other things. I understand that. I'll be honest with you. I do believe that I'd give my life for my daughter or my, or, or, or my wife. I do. I mean, I, if Wendy was out in front of a truck and it was coming, I would pray about pushing her out of the way. You know what I'm saying? I would do that. But I want you to understand that what God did was is God looked at us not while we were dressed in our suit, not while we were sitting here called to preach, not while we were trying to live for God, but God uh, saw us in the worst that we can be uh, and the worst sinner we are and God yet still said I'll give my son I'll turn my back I'll let him die for you so you don't have to go to hell. What makes a great gift? The love it was given in. Brother Brad, I know how much you love your boys. It is no question. And I'll say this to you, Hunter, if there's ever been daddy that loves his boys, he loves you boys. But Brother Brad will tell you he loves me too. I believe that. I believe he loves his pastor. Now he's kind of guys, enough redneck, he ain't going to look at me and say, I love you, preacher, because that would be kind of weird, you know. But, but anyway, but I'll say this to you. He don't love me like he does you. If you, you and I both had a bad disease and he had to cure, can only help one of them, I better go ahead and buy my coffin. <laughs> Amen. You say, preacher, what do you mean? What I'm saying is the greatest love that could ever be done is a gift that's given with love so much behind it. Well, what makes a great gift? The love behind the gift. Watch this. I love this. The availability of the gift. Wendy wants my Bible. Right, Miss Hazlett? Okay. She wants my Bible. So here's what I was going to do. I love her and you see like my Bible. Brother Dermot got me. So I looked at Brother Crabtree, and here's what I said to him. I said to him, uh, and I, I, you know, I, don't, I don't mind telling her, can you get Wendy one? He said, preacher, I don't think so. They're just not available. I thought about just taking this one and wrapping it up and giving it to her, but I don't love her that much. So you got to understand 
that though this Bible she'd like to have, it is not available. It will not be available until the end of 2017. You say, preacher, why is that important? I wonder how many people won't get stuff because that stuff is sold out, it's on back order, or it's not available. But guess what, friend? I'm glad the greatest gift, I'm glad the gift beyond any other gift has already been given, and it is still available to everyone whosoever wants it can receive it. Amen. 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 The Bible says, whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. What if I told you today you could have the greatest, greatest gift in all the world is still available. You say, preacher, I want that. Yeah, that gift's name is Jesus. Am I being, am I being off on that? No, listen to this. For God so loved the world that he what? gave. Number three, what makes a great gift? The price of the gift. You would say, preacher, the best gift or the perfect gift, if it's like that, I, I don't think I could afford it. You're exactly right. Brother Crabtree, you love your pastor. We've been together a lot of years, right? You try to do anything you could for me, won't you? You would do that. But let's be honest, if, if, I, if it was a choice between that Bible, that Bible, and, a, and I saw it on TV the other day, a $90,000 Ducati motorcycle. How much do you love me, Brother Dermot? Bible's worth? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you say, preacher, what are you saying? I'm saying this. Now, don't misunderstand me. I would love the Bible he gave me, and I do, but I got two others. But if he would, I don't have two other $90,000 Ducati motorcycle. So I'd love it. Well, I can't say more. That'd be really bad. Can't love nothing more than the word. I would cherish it. (laughs) Amen. But what I'm saying is, and you know the point, you know the word of God's more important than anything else, but you understand, understand that the price of this gift, hey, what about all of us want to do good by our children, right? All of us want to do good by our spouse. Or, and sometimes, <coughs> and this is one thing that aggravates me this time of year, you give somebody something, they feel like I give you something. And they don't like you, but you gave them something, Right? I got a friend of mine that I'm sending something to, but I'm going to put a note at the bottom of it. Do not, do not give me something because I'm sending this to you. I want you to feel bad that you didn't do it. (laughs) Here's the whole deal. You understand, and and all this stuff is the thought that counts. See, y'all can live with that mess, and it don't work with me. I don't want you to think about the Ducati, Brother Crabtree. I want you to buy it. (laughs) Amen. I can't ride your thought, buddy. Amen. Hey, what I'm saying is, and I don't want that, by the way. I'm just using that. What I'm saying is, and you ain't going to get it anyway, but what I'm saying is, is the price of the gift. Think about what the price was. See, we got the idea, well, God knew. God knew that even if they killed his son, he'd come from the dead. Well, he did. But let me ask you as a parent. Let me ask you as a parent. Could you watch your kid being beaten, spit on, skin ripped off of his back with a cat of nine tails that would rip the hide off of the back? 
laid on a cross with nails driven through the hands and feet, a spear plunged in the side, dropped in a hole as that wood drops in a hole, that person dies of suffocation. I don't care if he knew he raised his son from the dead or not. His boy was suffering. How do I know? He became sin for us who knew no sin. That's the price. Don't you forget, God paid a big price. And you know what's amazing for? Amazing? When you pay a big price, you really kind of want to get what you pay for. In his case, it was opposite. What he bought wasn't worth a flip. You ever think about that? I mean, listen, what he bought, honestly, we're worth a couple dollars in dust. What he bought really wasn't worth anything apart from the fact that he owns it. What makes me what I am today is not what I am, but it's who owns me that makes the difference. And he paid the price. That makes a great gift. Amen. Well, let me give you this real quick. He'll run out of time, but I'll give you this real quick. The usefulness of the gift. You ever have people give you stuff that absolutely you look at it and think? Right? <laughs> I was laughing. We were with Doug and Tira last night up at, they'd never been to uh, the barbecue place. Uh, up here in Troutman. So we was up at the uh, barbecue place eating, eating something last night. They're good friends of mine. And, and uh, <laughs> she said she's got an older brother. And her brother tried to do something nice for his mama for Christmas a few years ago. So he bought her a 10-pound gallon or 10-pound box of Tide. Washing detergent. She probably had that. <laughs> I'm not sure she's go around showing it to everybody. Look what my son got me. You ever had that thought? What am I supposed to do with that? Right? You ever got a gift that you can't even explain? You ever got a gift somebody gives you and you look at it and go, thank you. As soon as they get out of your presence, you go, what's that? Right? Not the gift we got. I'll tell you how useful it is. It came with a get out of hell card. Amen. I'll tell how useful it is. This gift, this gift helps me in the midnight hour. This gift helps me through the day. This gift is there. This gift. Uh, listen, it's got so many uses. And I say that with all the respect to the Lord in the world. Man, that makes it a great gift. Is the usefulness of it. But i got to be honest with you. The last point God gave me in this message a year ago, the last point God gave me, I think, sums up the whole message. And that's this. The longevity of the gift. I want you to watch this. When you get something, when you get something, you want it to last. One of the things we do when we buy a car, 
When we, when we get something we spend money on, we always have the question of, you know, how long is this going to last? You know, uh, is it going to just, is it going to break? Is it, is it going to, you know, I mean, is it going to do what it's supposed to do? Or is it, it going to last a little while? What makes this gift the greatest gift? Is John 10, 28. And I give unto them eternal life. And they shall never perish. You know how long the gift of Christ lasts? Forever. By the way, it's still as good right now as it was 32 years ago. Can you imagine that? It's still as good today. As a matter of fact, it's better. Now, he's not better, but it's better in my life because the more I know about it, the more you love it. That I may know him. That I may know him. Amen. Elbow him so he don't miss the last part of service. So what I want you to understand today is this. I want you to understand today that the greatest gift, listen, young people, listen to me. I remember a day when it was, when it was our Jordans. I remember a day when it was PlayStation 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, whatever. Always getting better, right? Always getting better. Why? Because it's never good enough. And one of the things we've got to remember this time of year, there's a lot of people that don't get good enough. There's a lot of people that they get a ham from somewhere. And that's more than they had. That's why I've always had a big problem with not being honest with children about seasonal things. And I won't go any farther into that just because I'll let you live your lives. But the thing is, you don't always get what you ask for. And you've got to remember, if you don't get what you ask for, but you think there's no way you're not going to get it, that leads to disappointment. And sometimes we got the idea if we just ask it, we're going to get it. And then when we don't, we got to explain why we couldn't. All children are not as privileged as maybe yours. Matter of fact, in this world, there's a lot of people. I've been listening to Christmas music on the Holly Station. Some of it. Some of them weirdos I ain't going to listen to for nothing. But I heard this song and I thought it fit Miss Wendy's life. It says, all I want for Christmas is you. You know what I mean, Brad? I mean, it's just one of them gifts, isn't it, Brother Mike? I don't need no shiny whatever. I was thinking, I bet Miss Wendy wrote that. <laughs> In all seriousness, can I tell you this? I know Victoria over here, she is just, you know, they're in love, man. I mean, I know. Love, and we're going to get married. And when is it? March? Get married in March. Just love. And you think that's the greatest thing God's ever given me. Not after you live with him a while. There'll be a day, there'll be a day you won't jump up and go, Woo! I'm glad I'm married to him. 
There'll be a day you say, what in the world was I thinking? <laughs> you know how I know that? Nobody and nothing are perfect apart from Christ. But can I tell you this? I've never been disappointed in Him. I'm giving the invitation. Stay with me. I've never been disappointed in Him. He's always been there. Longevity. Think about the price. Brother James, you get us ready for invitation. Think about the price. Think about the fact of what it cost. Think about the fact that there's nothing else like it. It won't break. It's not going to quit. It's going to be there. Miss Casey, I can see how much you love that little boy of yours. I'm talking about Houston. How much you love, how much you love Houston. Now I saw a few of those pictures you took and you can just tell, man, mama, but that's not the greatest gift God's given you. Honestly. Now you know what the deal is? You're not either, trust me. You know what the deal is? In your flesh, it's right there. But in reality, you wouldn't even have that gift if God hadn't given you His Son. You two would never be married without Christ because your mom would have beat you over the head with a stick if you'd have married an unsaved person like He was. But He got saved. God called Him to preach. And I'm helping you now. That's all because of Jesus. You're together because of Jesus. You have a home because of Jesus. You have a family because of Jesus. And guess what? You have that little boy because of Jesus. Can I say it like this? It's the gift that keeps on giving. Amen. Oh, by the way, it was even wrapped. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. Do you know what swaddling clothes were? They were death clothes. He was not, Brother Russell, born to live. He was born to die. The greatest gift God ever gave was He gave His Son to die for you so you could live forever. Wrapped in swaddling. And guess what? It's for everybody. Rich, poor, black, white, red, yellow, tall, short, skinny, fat. It don't matter, pretty, ugly. It don't matter. It, it, it's for everybody. Hey, yes. hey. Amen. Just stand to your feet with your heads bowed. Thank you. You guys have been awesome to preach to today. Thank you for letting me do these messages. I love them. And I wonder where your head's bowed and your eyes closed just a moment. How many of you remember that specific day? Now, you don't have to give me a date or, or an, uh, a moment. Uh, uh, you know, Some of you may. But how many of you can remember the day that you received God's gift of salvation? Did you sleep your hand up real high? I remember that day, preacher. I remember when God changed my life. You can put it down. Will there be someone here today who will say, Preacher, I honestly, I honestly cannot remember being saved. I can't remember giving my life to Christ, but I know I need that gift of salvation. Would you pray for me? Would anybody like that just sleep your hand up? You can put your hand right back down. I'm not here to embarrass you. 
I just simply want to pray for you. Preacher, I don't know for sure that I am saved, but would you pray for me? Would you pray for me? Would you slip your hand up? I just want to pray for you today. Ask God to help you. Thank you so much. Don't ask another question. Here's what I want to ask you. If you had not received that gift, would you have all the other gifts you have in your life today? You ever thought about Christ saving you? What that did to the rest of your life? Look up here at me just a moment. Brother Bill, would you be with that lady today for all these years? Or Brother Russell, would you have that lady beside of you or your children? Brother Kevin, and I know a little bit of the story of your life. Would you have that lady like that godly lady and those, those two God's bless you with these grandchildren serving God God's without that gift? I've never been friends with Brother Crabtree. I've never had the privilege to walk alongside of him in the ministry without that gift. You never had them grandbabies, possibly. You might have had some, but it might not be when they go to church with you, or, or at least you know they're saved and they live. You may have never had it if God hadn't gave his son. Amen. I don't know about you, but I think there's a lot of us during this invitation could simply slip out, come down to an altar and say, Lord, I want to thank you for your unspeakable gift. Unspeakable. Anybody got something you want to thank Him for today? The part of that, I would do it. I'll be honest with you. I'm not trying to strum up an invitation, but I think sometimes we get so busy in our hustle and bustle that we, are God, we need to be reminded, where would I be without that gift? If I had not received Christ, where would I be? Where would my life be? Would I have what I have today? Brother James, sing for us. God's unspeakable gift. I'd rather have Jesus than silver or gold. Absolutely. I'd rather be His. How much did your life change when you received Jesus as the gift from God? How much did you change? I'd rather have Jesus than houses or land. Boy, what a gift, what a gift. I'd rather be led by His nail-pierced head than to be the king of a vast domain and be held in sin's dread sway. Oh, yes. I'd rather, I'd rather have Jesus than anything this world affords today. While many are praying here right before he's single, won't you look, I'm going to ask you a question. Let's say you woke up December 25th, the day we set aside for Christmas. There was no tree, no presents, 
no cakes, no pies. Let's say you woke up on December 25th and the only thing you had to give praise for was that God gave His Son. Would it still mean as much to you? Would it still mean as much to you? I'll be honest with you. In our nature, we all love the pomp and circumstance. And I understand that. So do I. But let me ask you, just be honest. We're going home. What happened December 25th? The only thing you had do you know we have missionaries on the field? In Hindu countries? Missionaries on the field where people don't even have a floor in their hut? In the jungles of Papua New Guinea? Which doctors prevail, but some of our missionaries have preached the gospel? And you know how they'll celebrate Christmas? They'll get up that day and all they'll have is Jesus. Their own family, their own family has turned on them because they left the witch doctor and went to Christ. And that's all they'll have. I'm trying to emphasize the greatest gift is Jesus. And hallelujah, it'll last. And I want to be honest with you. I haven't got tired of it. Matter of fact, it gets sweeter and sweeter. Amen. I feel a sweetness in here today. Hallelujah. All right. Thank you, Brother James, Miss Victoria. Amen. I trust today you always remind yourself, man, God gave so much for me. Amen. Right? What would a man exchange for a soul? God gave so much for us. Look forward to seeing you back tonight. No youth choir, no adult. We're going to really let the kids focus today. Get everybody back there today. Get ready for next Sunday night. I trust that you'll be with us, and we'll look forward to what God's going to do. All right? Let's bow together in the word of prayer. We're going to ask our associate pastor, Brother Crabtree, to come. Uh, he's going to pray for us. And uh, then after he prays, uh, we'll be dismissed. Never forget, friend, God gave the best He had. We gave Him our worst. And I don't know if that's a word, but we gave Him nothing really. So I gave my heart, yeah, but it wasn't worth a whole lot until He got it. But it must have been worth something. Because he sure died for it. Amen. Amen. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much, God, for loving us. Thank you for the good message today, reminding us of the greatest gift that was ever given. Lord, the greatest gift that we've ever received. Father, I think of that Sunday morning, that little storefront church, when I received the greatest gift. Lord, I didn't celebrate Christmas in December. Lord, it was a Sunday in March when you gave me your dear son. 
Lord, thank you so much. Help us to ever be mindful of what Christmas is all about, our amazing Savior. Lord, I thank you for your sweet spirit here in this place. Father, I pray you deal with every heart. Help us to ever be grateful for what you've done for us. Lord, I thank you for your keeping power. Lord, it's a gift we'll never lose. Then, Lord, I pray for that one here today. Lord, that does not have the gift of salvation, have never realized their need. God, I pray you'll open their eyes, their heart, that they might see for the very first time that, Lord, this will be the day of their salvation. We love you. Thank you so much for loving us. Help us to be in our place tonight. Speak to our hearts once again, and we'll thank you for it. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.